Today on Bold Steps with Mark Joe, we're learning to obey authority. The way that your children learn to submit and obey and follow rules will affect every area of their life. And ultimately, they will also respond to God. Unless they learn how to receive authority, they will spend the rest of their life rebelling and fighting and never submitting and usually spiraling out of control. Well, happy Thanksgiving and welcome to Bold Steps with Mark Job. Mark is president of Moody Bible Institute and the senior pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago. And Mark, as an American growing up in Spain, did you uh, did you celebrate this treasured holiday? Absolutely. Did you? Now I have to say, no one else was celebrating it around <laughs> yeah, you us. You had it to yourself, so. huh? <laughs> But my mother managed to scrounge up some turkey or something similar to that. Is that right? And uh, we did celebrate every single year Thanksgiving. (laughs) You know, I always say Thanksgiving is one of the best American holidays that we have. Right. Besides Christmas, of course. You know, we seem to export the ones that aren't as great, (laughs) but no one else has adopted that Thanksgiving holiday. Yeah, let's keep it pure. (laughs) Well, this is also an important year. You have a new Job family member to celebrate Thanksgiving with. Oh, we're so excited because we do. We have little baby Maeve, which is my first granddaughter. Three minutes with her, she already had me wrapped around her dainty little pinky finger. Wow, wow. (laughs) Well, Mark, let's get into your message now today. We're in Ephesians chapter 6, working our way through the book of Ephesians in our series called When You Believe, Everything changes, and today we have reached chapter 6. Yeah, and chapter 6 is just a powerful uh, reminder, both to children and to parents, that uh, your children need boundaries, and it's early on in life that they start learning some of the big lessons that carry over into our adult life, Mm -hmm. like how to respond to God's authority, how to come under authority, how to lead Uh, These are crucial formative years, and God has a lot to say about parenting. All right, well, let's get started. The message is titled, The Power of Role Parenting. Now, here's Mark Job with today's Bold Steps. You know, it's challenging to be a parent, isn't it? When my daughter was born, the thing about it is she did not come with an instruction manual. I mean, or if she did, I missed it. I was there at the birth, and when she came out, it was like, I I, I have a daughter. I have a daughter. I thought she was a boy. First of all, she was going to be a boy. And so when they said, it's a girl, I I said, it's a girl. My wife was kind of under drugs, uh, you know, that they give at birth, not regular drugs, just birth drugs. And she says, a girl. And I'm like, a girl, okay. And there was like a switch of gears, like, you know, I had spent the entire pregnancy saying, hey, champion, hey, buddy, how you doing? I'm going to come out, and we're going to pal around together. When it was a girl, it just changed gears. It was like, hey, don't look at my girl. It was real protective. But there was no instruction manual, and I remember feeling this feeling of, wow, I hope I don't mess her up. I mean, I hope I know how to be a good parent. I hope that... When they first gave her to me, they said, you may cut the umbilical cord. I'm like, "Uh, okay, I'll I'll cut it, but, you know, 
I don't want to cut too close. I may cut something off that I shouldn't cut off. And so, and then they said, okay, you can hold her now. And I remember saying, well, how do I hold her though? I don't want to hold her the wrong way just because I was a new parent. I didn't know. It only took me a few months and I was holding her this way, this way, this way. I mean, I got used to it, became an expert. When you're a new parent, by the way, you're really insecure about how you're going to raise your kids and you're real protective of them, right? I remember our first child, we had a monitor beside their crib. We wanted to make sure that if she woke up or anything happened, we could hear. How many of you had baby monitors besides the crib? Okay, so you turn up the volume. But my wife wanted it so high, I would wake up thinking there was a dragon in the room because I'd hear, <laughs> and it was just my baby sleeping. The volume was so high. By the time our third one came around, we turned it off. He can cry what he wants. He needs to get used to sleeping on his own. You know, you kind of... You become a little bit more used to it. You're not as protective. It's like, he'll make it. He can cry himself to sleep. But children aren't always easy to raise in part because we're imperfect people. So therefore, imperfect people trying to raise little lives, sometimes we have our challenges. I heard of one father who was scolding his young son for not doing his homework. And his nine-year-old son said, well, if I just had a computer... It would be much easier. And the father said, you don't need a computer. When Abraham Lincoln was your age, he studied by candlelight in a log cabin. This was a smart boy. So he responded, and when he, went, and when he was your age, he was the president of the United States. So you got you to gotta watch it because these kids are pretty smart these days. But today I want to begin reading in verse 6 of Ephesians chapter 6. It says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on earth. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, Bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. There's only four verses here this morning, but these are power-packed verses that I want to focus on for the remaining time that we have. I want to start out just by, if you're taking notes, write this down, understanding the power of your role. Number one, a son or daughter's attitudes towards parents will affect the quality and the longevity of their life. It says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. I looked up the word children there because I wanted to make sure what we were talking about, what age group we were talking about. And I discovered that this really is not talking to small children. It really, the translation says, offspring, obey your parents in the Lord. And so I started to think, well, how old does someone have to be to continue to fall under the category of having to obey your parents. Now, we understand that a four-year-old is supposed to obey their parents. We understand that a 12-year-old is supposed to obey their parents. What about an 18-year-old, 21-year-old? What about a 25-year-old? What about a 40-year-old? I mean, when does it stop? 
Is this only for children under the age of 12? Or does this go all the way up into your 50, 60, 70? Okay, good question. It refers to offspring, and so it's not age-related. However, the latter part of this verse helps explain the first part of this verse, because the first part of this verse says, Parent, children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. And then it goes on to say, honor your father and mother. So there is a point of transition that we go from merely obeying to honoring. The word honor means that we give weight. The the, the literal word in the Greek means that we give weight to something. In other words, we give value to something. The opposite of honor is to take lightly. Someone says something and you just kind of dismiss it. You take it lightly. Honor means you take it seriously, that you give value to something, that when someone gives you their opinion, you, you, you really value it and it's an important uh, weight in you. you. You add value to the way you treat them. You take them seriously in the way you approach them and talk to them and deal with them. That's what it means to honor. So there's a point in our life where we transition from obedience to honoring. What is that point? Well, the Bible's not very clear and specific about that point. However, I think there are some principles found in Scripture that can help us there. It refers to offspring. So therefore, here's how I would break it down. As long as you are living in your parents' household and financially dependent upon your parents... You live under their household and you are financially dependent upon your parents, then probably you fall into the category of obeying your parents. Once you become independent and out of the household, financially independent, living on your own, then you transition to the category of honoring your parents, which means you no longer have to obey them, but you have to honor them. So, Yeah, some of you are thinking through that right now. So exactly. So if you are 18 years old right now, and you couldn't wait to turn 18 so you could tell your mom and dad, hey, I'm 18 now. I have no curfew. I can kind of do, I'm not a kid anymore. Then I'm going to ask you to pause and think a second. As long as you're under your parents' roof, as long as they're paying the bills, as long as you're financially dependent upon them, Whose household is that? That's mom and dad's household. And as long as you're in mom and dad's household and dependent on them and financially dependent on them, then you follow their rules because it's their household. You say, well, pastor, I'm 40 years old. I'm still living at home, still depending on my parents. Well, then you need to get a job and get a life, sir, because it's about time you start supporting your parents and not living off your parents, okay? Okay. So as long as you're there, now if you want independence, I I run into this all the time. I run into a 21-year-old that's living at their household and is at odds with their parents because they're saying, hey, I'm 21, I can drink, I can do whatever, I can, you know, go in the basement, I can smoke a little whatever I want to smoke, I can drink, have my friends over, party, because I'm 21, you can't tell me anything. And I'm saying, listen, as long as you're part of your parents' household, you're under their roof, you're financially dependent upon them, then you are still under the obligation to obey them because it is their house their rules, their household. If you're grown up enough to live on your own, then go live on your own. 
You know how many kids have gone on to live on their own and in four months they're back knocking at their door, mom, can I move in? Uh, why are you back? I couldn't pay my rent and it, uh, I realized I had a lot better at home than it had over here and life's expensive and my, my laundry's piled up. I've lost 10 pounds because there's no food in the refrigerator and they're back at home. Listen, parents, if it's your household, you set the rules in your household. And listen, the directive here is towards the children. He's not addressing parents. Paul is actually addressing children or young adults. And he's saying, listen, you are to obey your parents. That means you may feel like I have an opinion of my own. My parents aren't always right. And it's true. Your parents aren't always right. You say, well, I'm smarter than my parents. It may be true. Maybe you're smarter. Maybe you think you're smarter. You may say, well, my parent doesn't even come to church, doesn't even read the Bible, doesn't even follow God. The Bible is clear about that. It's not a conditional if you have great, perfect parents, then obey them. The Bible simply says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. In essence, what you're doing is God is calling you As a child, as a young adult, God is saying, I've put an authority over you. The authority of your household is your parents. This is not a democracy. This is not a let's all vote on it and see what we want. This is actually, yeah, this is actually some authority placed over your life. Why? Because in the realm of there being authority, there is also order. The time will come when you can lead, but there's a season in which you submit and obey. And unless you can learn to submit and obey, you will never learn to lead. How many of you know that? You're listening to Bold Steps with Pastor Mark Job. We're pausing our message for just a moment to talk a little bit about our Bold Partner program. Mark, let's explain what a Bold Partner accomplishes here. Yeah, so our bold partners are people that uh, choose to support this program on a monthly basis. It's that simple. So any dollar amount, but it's people that say, I'm committed enough to every month give a donation, and you can automate that that so you don't have to worry about sending it every month. But we're very, very grateful for our bold partners. And we uh, offer special things to our bold partners just as incentives to say thank you. Yep. One of those things is your book, Unstuck, which you're, you're signing those books right now, aren't you? I'm in the studio signing these books right now. My hand's a little tired, but uh, we continue to go forward. <laughs> you know forward. what? May your hand get more tired because we need more bold partners. <laughs> yes, <so. laughs> we do. Well, Judy Crone has joined us in the studio because, Judy, I want our listeners to understand what is accomplished when our bold partners get behind this ministry. Well, one of the things that uh, is accomplished are uh, life impact through our listeners So your gift to Bold Steps is really making a difference in the lives of listeners. And we're hearing back from people all around the United States. Here's Mary, for example, in Florida. My bold step is to keep reaching out to my friend in need, no matter how much she pushes away. I love that. And here's one from Adam in Cleveland, Ohio. He said, I hadn't been to church or read the Bible regularly for the last 30 years. That changed a little over a month ago. I was in a dark, deep hole spiritually, and even though I am struggling, 
I realize I need Jesus. God bless all of you at Moody. Adam, that is so encouraging. Thank you, Adam. And may God bring you completely out of that dark hole. Well, this is a sample of the ministry of Bold Steps in people's lives, Mark. And we're so grateful for those who make it possible. Yeah, we are so grateful for our Bold Partners. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And again, if you want to join our Bold Partner team, all you have to do, Wayne, help us out. Go to boldstepsradio.org, and we'd love to have you sign up as a Bold Partner, giving a gift of any amount to Bold Steps. And also, if you have a testimony, we'd love to hear that testimony, that your Be Bold testimony. Go to boldstepsradio.org and click on Bold Testimonies and share your story with us. Judy, Mark, thank you very much. You're welcome. For this time out, a very encouraging time out. Let's get back into Mark's message now. I really believe unless you learn to submit and obey, and that's why the Bible is so strong about it when talking to children, because the way that your children learn to submit and obey and follow rules will affect every area of their life. One day they will go to school and have to submit to rules of the school. One day they will have a job and being under an employer, they will have to pay taxes, they will be in some system of authority all of their lives, and ultimately they will also respond to God unless they learn how to obey, unless they learn how to receive authority, unless they learn, they will, they will spend the rest of their life rebelling and fighting and never submitting and usually spiraling out of control. Jesus, by the way, The Bible tells us was in perfect submission to the Father. And Jesus said, not my will, but yours be done. When he faced the crucifixion, he didn't say, well, Father, let's negotiate here. I mean, I just don't think it's fair that I go to the cross while you're in glory. And plus, I live perfect. I mean, I have no sin. I mean, this just doesn't make sense to me. Why should I pay for someone else's sin and suffer and die? Because it's, no, the Bible says that in Gethsemane, Jesus struggled and he said, let this cup pass from me, but not my will, yours be done. And because Jesus was in perfect submission to the Father, Jesus had perfect authority. Jesus' authority came through the submission to his God-given authority, and because he was in submission to his authority, he had perfect authority. There was never a time where Jesus prayed for a person that was sick that he did not get healed. There was never a time where he touched a deaf man that did not receive his hearing. There's not a time where he touched a leopard and the leopard wasn't clean. There's not a time when he expelled the demon that a demon didn't go. Jesus had perfect authority, but he had perfect authority because he was in perfect submission to the authority of his his father here on earth. Therefore, because he learned perfect submission, he also had perfect authority. You will never learn to lead unless, first of all, you learn to follow. You will never have authority unless, first of all, you place yourself under authority. That's why the Bible talks so strongly about the need to obey and be under the authority of those that God has placed over us. I started pastoring this church when I was 21 years old. That's way too young. But I believe that there's some lessons God had to teach me before I started pastoring that I needed to learn about submission and authority. 
And unless I had learned those lessons, I don't believe I would ever have had the authority to lead. And I remember specifically in one incident where this lesson had to be taught to me very strongly and powerfully, not through my parents, but through another pastor, a church that I was at, and um, where a pastor, I thought, asked me to do something unreasonable at the time. I, my hair was sort of the hair of the day. It wasn't super long, but you know, it was kind of a little bit long. Can you still imagine that? So, me with long hair. And the pastor had asked me to teach a, a, a class, and the pastor asked me, before I taught the class, he asked me to cut my hair. Inside of me, that little rebellious, like, who is this guy going to tell me to change my style just because he has short hair? And have you ever felt the conviction of the Holy Spirit? I'm building my case. I'm talking about that. And no one was there. No one was talking about it. I felt this sharp conviction of the Holy Spirit simply saying, submit. Submit. He's your spiritual authority right now. If he would have asked you to do something hard, you'd have done it. I felt the conviction of my Holy Spirit so much. I felt such conviction of the Holy Spirit that that day I went to some guy on the floor, another college student, and I said, grab your scissors, cut my hair. He did. Never grew back after that. Nah, just kidding. <laughs> and I went back and I said, you know what? I, I, I did that. And I feel like God spoke to me at that moment about I didn't agree with it. I thought it was, but, but God spoke to me at that moment. What God was trying to teach me is a lesson on obedience and submission. Because you can never have authority unless you learn to be under authority. Listen, listen, if you're at a household right now, Listen, young men, if you're a teenager right now and you're 18 years old, listen, you will never be able to lead your household unless, first of all, you learn to submit to the leader of your household. One day you will have a family. One day you will have kids. One day you will lead a household. And you're never going to learn to lead unless, first of all, you learn to submit. The Bible says that rebellion is like the sin of witchcraft. It gets into your soul, and it starts eating away. To obey is better than sacrifice, and to hearken than the fat of, of, of rams. That's why it is the parent's responsibility to begin to teach children the power of obedience because ultimately, when you teach your children to obey, it will serve them in the rest of their, their life. They will learn to lead sooner. They will lead better. They will take authority sooner. They will begin to have influence at a greater age. If, you, if they don't learn now, when they become heads of households, their life will be out of control because they've never learned to be under the authority and submission of someone that's over them. Amen? You're listening to Bold Steps, the Bible teaching of Mark Job, and the start of a message titled, The Power of Role Parenting. We're in a series called, When You Believe, Everything Changes, and you can catch up on any part you might have missed so far by going online to our website at boldstepsradio.org. Now, Mark, in the past few years, it really has seemed as though the world has been getting darker and darker. But going beyond the macro picture, many of us have been struggling in our personal lives with business failures, health problems, relational issues. And many of us have this constant fear in the back of our minds, will I ever get out of this? 
Yeah, and you may be going through that right now. You may be, have just recently suffered a loss or tragedy or gotten a bad news from the doctor, or maybe you're struggling with a prodigal son or daughter that you just don't know what to do with. Mm-hmm. And so we want to encourage you here, and we want to remind you that God is in the middle of your mess. <laughs> uh, we want to remind you that in the middle of the storm that Jesus is still in the boat, yep. that he hasn't forgotten. And sometimes it's hard to remember that, but I believe that God is doing something with your mess, and you may not see it right now. It may take you a while to understand why this has a purpose and meaning, but that is why I am so grateful for uh, Max Lucado's book, God Will Use This for the Good, Surviving the Mess of Life. And Max Lucado just really dives right into, if you're in the middle of turbulence, a difficult time, uh, understanding how to trust God in the middle of a time when it's hard to trust Him. And we want you to have a copy of this empowering book today. All you have to do is reach out with a financial gift of any amount with your request for Max's book, God Will Use This for Good. Do that today by going online to boldstepsradio.org or give us a call at 844-615-7363. You can also give a gift of any amount when you send a check in the mail. Write to us at Bold Steps, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. Once again, 820 North LaSalle, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. You can also stay connected to Mark and the team throughout the week by going to your favorite social media platform, You'll find us listed as Bold Steps Radio on Facebook and Instagram. Well, that's our time for today. From Mark and everyone at Bold Steps, we do wish you a very happy Thanksgiving. And on the other side, be sure to join us when Mark continues the message, The Power of Role Parenting. Learn more about the promise that comes with honoring your parents, Friday on Bold Steps with Mark Joe. Bold Steps is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.